welcome to a belated edition of Up To and Including Death, starring... Jesus. Dr. Patricia Brewer. And... I'm John Brewer. And we are here today with some exciting news. Yeah, what's exciting? John's a college boy and he's finished his first semester college classes. Yes, I actually did. And you did really well in some of them. Yeah, I think I did all right. I think you did pretty well. I think he's a straight-A boy. Mm. He's so cute. Let's see, I didn't get all my grades in yet. so. So we were late... In part because somebody had to be a college boy and have his final exams. Yeah, it was finals week, so... Silly goose. Also, we went to Green Bay. We did that. And we went to the Green Bay Botanical Gardens. And we saw beautiful things. Yeah, lights. Pretty lights. lights. We were hoping to go see the Scoopski Potato Tour. And... uh, (laughs) Um, that uh, Interpractical Jokers was putting on, but the whole tour was canceled. Yeah, that's, that's what happens sometimes. But I guess with the whole malarkey that is COVID, it's probably for the best, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Just opening cans right on screen. Oh, yeah, Sound of America. A little big early brewer's brews, but tr- what you brewing oh, up, buddy? this is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah? This is uh, the salted caramel porter from uh, Pigeon Hill. Oh, Muskegon, and did a certain wife get that for you? Yes. For a your one. one of the two. Advent calendar? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> okay, so long story short... I have been purchasing a lot of nail polish and nail polish accessories um, because I have a problem. And I did get myself a not-too-inexpensive advent calendar that has miniature versions of all the things that I usually buy in big versions of it. And so, in exchange, I, I had to make John an advent calendar where I ha- he has a, a new beer for every day of December until Christmas. Yep. Aren't I a good wife? Yes. Aren't I? Yes. Okay. I love how you just said that. I did this because I did this for myself. I did, yeah. Aren't I a good wife that I evened it out? Yes, I evened it out. But you know what? I think I did a good job. I had to go to the store twice. Oh. And then I had to individually wrap every single beer bottle and can. That was a little overboard. And I wrapped the base for it. It took a while to plan. I did talk to the owners or to the, um, the people that work there at Michigan Made to ask them to do it for me next year. So that I can just pay them the money. Uh, is that what they're going to do? She's like, that's a good idea. I'm like, yeah, you guys could do it. And then I don't have to figure it out. <laughs> just put random things in there. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. Eden helped me with the numbers. But nice. I'm pretty excited about it. And my mother and I, when we were down in Georgia, uh, when I was down in Georgia helping her, um, we went in search for advent calendars. And we didn't find any until we went to Michael's. And Michael's had like six of them, and I got I purchased four out of six. Yeah, seems yes. odd. I thought they're more popular than that. I do too, but I feel like they're not as common as you think. I was actually just looking at a uh, a recent, not a recent, but a post from like seven or eight years ago on Facebook where no, it was like ten years ago because I was thanking my aunt Susu for sending me an advent calendar. She like mailed me an advent calendar. Um, when, cause I was going to come home really late for Christmas that year, I think when I was working on my dissertation. So she mailed me an advent calendar and it was delicious. Yeah. Maybe it's our German heritage. Huh? Your, our German heritage. <laughs> That's close enough. You don't have 
You're, Austrian for you, but I'm or the Hungarian. One who got it. Hungarian. Yeah, that's the same kind of. Like, yeah, but my Hungarian ancestry is Jewish. What? They're not oh, advent yeah. calendars particularly. Sorry. I just gave it away. I gave away the big secret. Yeah. The big family secret. Oh, well, that's oh. right. You probably should edit that out of there, right? No, it doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> think anyone's coming for us. Um, God, I hope not. Anyway, so um, we are here today to discuss a few things. One, hi, Chucky, <laughs> our main listener. Yes, hi, Chucky. <laughs> Um, Charlene, just so you know, I did mail Christmas presents today, but they're going to Elena's house. Yeah, number one on Spotify and number one in our hearts. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, though. Um, Loki says hi. He is going to be making some messes today. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm also excited to be with my husband recording stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank it's pretty you. nice. Yeah. Now, now that I have you here, oh, shit. I have a question. Okay. When are we going to start recording Supernatural again? Because um, we just stopped and did not mention it at all. Um, ASAP. ASAP? You really? You're gonna? Yeah. We're gonna do it? Yeah. You're making looks, but uh, you no, don't. No, you can't just promise off. me these things. I have things. more time off work now. Yes, John so. does these things at work where he finagles where he's the good guy, but ends up with a bunch of days off. Well, to be fair. To be fair. I am the good guy, <laughs> and I am getting days off because I'm working. <laughs> Log hours on weird days. I know. You're working such weird days. Yeah. You're working like 10-hour days. Yep. So that means that you have to go to work at 9 now. No, I go to 10. Well, you have to start getting ready at 9 instead of yeah. 10.30. Yeah. Which is malarkey. So I work from 10 to 8. I'm going to move this. So you work from 10 to 8. And Four that means that we cannot really record during the week anymore. But you know, we could record during the week. We can record during the week because on the week where I work Monday through Thursday, I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. I think you forget then, that this podcast is supposed to come out on Tuesdays. And then the Monday and Tuesday off the next week. Oh, that's true. If we should get Monday and Tuesday off, we could, we could record. Yeah, and on the weekends. And on the weekends. I don't know. Weekends are hard. We have a good time. Like this weekend, it's going to be hockey. Yeah. Hockey, 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 popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. I'm excited. And wine. And wine. There's big no wine at the wine. hockey place. Well, yeah, there, there is, is wine there, but not kind of wine that I drink. Yeah, big parts of wine and popcorn. <laughs> so, okay. I'm I'm excited about something. Oh, yeah? I'm excited about the movie we're going to watch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people about our movie? It is The Bride of Frankenstein. Ooh. From 1935. Excellent, excellent. Well, tell me about it. Well, this is another one in the IMDb, or actually technically Metacritic, best horror movies of all time. Mm -hmm. And this one has actually moved up in the list. We should have done this earlier, but somehow it changed how uh, a rating for a movie from 1935 has gone up. Yeah. Is beyond me, but it has gone up. Well, I'll tell you what, a rating for that 1970s garbage Though that went down. That's what it passed up. I'm not surprised. That one should just be right at the bottom. Okay. Well, The Bride of Frankenstein is from 1935, directed by James Whale. Okay. Written by Mary Shelley. Wow. What the fuck? I'm kidding. She wrote okay. the original. Okay. It was adapted by William. It's like, how long Earl, did but- she live? I thought she died young. Holy shit. Well, the original, she wrote the story in 1816, yeah. but it yeah. wasn't. It was adapted for film by oh. uh, William Hurlbut and John L. Balderston. Okay. And it stars Boris Karloff nice. and Elsa Lanchester. Oh, 
Two good people, huh? Of course. And you then, look like Boris Karloff, but you don't even care because you're dancing at the zombie zoo. What the? Dancing f- at the zombie zoo. Paint it in a corner. Okay, well, we don't, we can't afford to pay the copyright on that or listen to it's it. It's anyway. Tom Petty, and it's really good. I'm a good singer. Gross. Okay. I okay. Might, I might not you're singing with Tom Petty. Okay. I'll get a lot of shit for that, but I don't like Tom Petty. Okay. Come at a, me, bro. Here's the storyline. Dr. Frankenstein and his monster both turn out to be alive. Oh. Not killed as previously believed. Dr. Frankenstein wants to get out of the evil experiment business. <laughs> Who wouldn't, eh? Yeah. But when a man, mad scientist, Dr. Pistorius, kidnaps his wife. Isn't that weird how Oscar Pistorius did this? It's Dr. Pretorius, honey. I no. know. It just, it was a Freudian slip. Dr. Frankenstein agrees to help him create a new creature, a woman, to be the companion of the monster. A woman. Yeah, of course, because a woman. You could tell Frankenstein, or the mon- Frankenstein's monster is not. He's very hetero. Why is Frankenstein he's green? Super erect and, I don't. Maybe because the skin was dead. Maybe I guess so. He was dead body parts. In this TV, there's a TV show that has Frankenstein in it, and he's sexy. No, he's not sexy. The monster or doctor? The monster. Okay. Okay, so tell me. I feel like I should say that in a condescending voice every time. Actually, Frankenstein wasn't well, his name. Well, actually, the Frankenstein was... was I mean, I'm doctor. sure the Frankenstein monster, if he... <laughs> Frankenstein's monster, like, is the son of Frankenstein. His name is Adam. And wouldn't his last name be Frankenstein? He's not the son so of really, Frankenstein. his last name should be Frankenstein, because he's, like, the son of Frankenstein. That would be like if you... Oh, no. He didn't birth him. Yeah, but he created him. So... He put it, he knit his body together and gave it life. I'm so, sorry, what do you think making a baby is? So if you knit a sweater, that's your... your I'm birthing thing. a sweater, exactly. That's no, how it works. Don't like it. But, okay, so what, tell me more. I don't know if I want you watching this movie, John. It sounds kind of like it might be scary for you. Oh, so you want to go to the parents' guide? Yeah, I want to make sure it's right for you. Well, let's look this up here. Okay. Sex and nudity? None. Wah, wah. Oh, no. Mary Shelley wears a dress revealing some cleavage. Hell though. yeah! Violence and gore is mild. Yeah. You know what's wild? What? So Mary Shelley wrote this in like 1816, right? And this movie came out in 1835? 1935. 1935? Sorry, 1935. We're almost, we're about as far away from this movie as they were from Mary Shelley. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That is. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Violence and gore is mild. Excellent. Wait. But I want more gore and violence. Okay, tell you're not going to get gore and violence in 1935. <sighs> Fine. Well, there's the monster attacks various people and kills them mostly off screen, which is what you expect from this time period. Mm-hmm. Doctor Pretorius tells Carl to get him a heart. Carl agrees and captures a woman on the street, killing her off screen, and then returns with her heart, which oh, is disturbing. He just wants love. Profanity, none. Oh. Wah, wah. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, mild, though there are no examples given. Okay. Frightening and intense scenes is mild. Bride of Frankenstein is much more intense and dark than the original. Oh. And Dr. Pretorius, a very creepy and a dark character. Yeah, he's creepy. Not Frankenstein or the bride, but Dr. Pretorius is. It's always the people who are really the monsters. Oh, who's the true monster anyway? How do you like that, Miss Philosopher? Or Dr. (laughs) Philosopher? You don't want to drink in Philosoraptor beer. Oh, I finished that a while ago. How was it? It was pretty good. Nice. It was a good, simple IPA. 
Okay. Oh, and uh, for the ratings for this, of course, it's high on IMDb and Metacritic because uh, it is yeah. on their top it's four not... movies of all time. Yeah. But the IMDb score is a 7.8. Nice. Which is very high for a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a lot of love. Yeah. A 98% on the tomato meter. Wow. And an 87% audience score. What Audience score? Audience. <laughs> the critics love it, too. Yeah. Like, it's from Variety. Karlov manages to invest the character with some subtleties of emotion that are surprisingly real and touching. A masterpiece of classic horror with plenty of queer subtext to boot. Yeah, Wales that was most, 2021. Wales' most perfectly realized movie. A delight from start to finish. W-H-A-L-E. That's his name. Whale. Yeah. Like, like the giant fish mammal. Yes. And there's only one negative critic review. Well, let's hear it. It's from Mike Massey. From 2020. The chief element is the monstrous bride, played by Elsa Lancaster. Lancaster. Wow. You know that for me? Nope. Who doesn't appear in her entirety until approximately five minutes before the movie. Holy shit. Really? So he is negative about the whole movie. He doesn't get to see her titties. Until the last five minutes. What he does gave that say? it five out of ten. He took off five points for that. Yeah, like, what did he think about the rest of the movie? Because it's all the same, I guess, as the old movie, except for the last five minutes. No, I don't. But the old movie was like, I don't know, whatever. Oh, wait, here we go. Whale proves a master of moody thrills. While Boris Karloff is silently expressive as the hoking monster. Yeah. When I first saw that, I saw I thought it was slightly impressive. And I was like, what the fuck? No, everybody loves Bor- yeah. Boris Karloff is awesome. Yeah. All the time. Nice. I love I love old horror movies, especially like Boris Karloff, Plan Nine or, from Outer Space, or Lon Chaney, or did, did um, Christopher like, Lee. Did you like Plan yes, Nine from Outer Space? Did. Yeah, me too. But like Christopher Lee, Boris Karloff, or Lon Chaney, junior or senior. If John any, Chaney is Lon in Lon Chaney. Okay. Lon Chaney, the vice president, not Dick his son. Chaney. Yeah, he's not that old. Well, it's probably close. <laughs> he probably could have been Lon Chaney Senior's brother. Yep. <laughs> well, John. Yeah, I think, I think that's the whole setup. I think that's it. I think there's just one thing left to do. Is to watch this bad boy. Let's yeah. go. Okay. So, a lot has happened in the nine minutes and 54 seconds. I want to hear your summary. <laughs> well, it's like rehashing how we're going to get to this point. Yeah. The last Frankenstein when everybody's dead. Bye. And- how do, they reha- how do they rehash it? Oh, it's Mary Shelley talking to Lord Byron about uh, how he needs a she needs a romantic story with the monster. Yes, it's so romantic. Yeah. She is finished. There's a, a way that the story ends. And so Byron summarizes the story, but it's the version from the previous movie. Yeah. Where I guess Frankenstein falls into a burning mill Yep. No, oh, the Frankenstein doc- gets thrown off of the burning mill. By the monster. The monster falls into the burning mill. Yeah. And so we come back to, and, and Mary Shelley's about, about Stormy Night, and she's going to tell Lord Byron everything she needs to know. Everything yeah. he needs to know about what happens afterwards. Yeah. And so the Frankenstein is being carted off, supposedly dead, to his parents' house, to his wife, who's his fiance, and they have to tell her that he's dead. Right? Yeah. Meanwhile, all these, like, random villagers with weird hats 
are kind of there over just eating up the scenery. Yeah, it's doing an amazing job, like overacting brilliantly. Overacting brilliantly. brilliantly. It kind of reminds me a little bit of The Ring because one of the guys wants to go into the mill and see that Frankenstein's, he wants to see the corpse yeah. to make sure he's dead. He falls in into a pool and freaks out and Frankenstein just comes out of the water like that creepy dead girl in the ring and like it just kills the guy he drowns him and he climbs out <laughs> and the nagging wife that didn't want her husband to go down in the mill like Frankenstein puts his hand out and yes. she grabs it to let him back out and then she freaks out and he kills her yeah. and the, the overacting of the whole thing reminds me of like this is a transition between live theater to movies yeah. Or on stage, you have to overact and over-emote is because that, everybody in the back has to see, you know, well, your expression. Well, it's a it's couple like, things, right? So it's vaudeville to movies. Yeah, well, these right? actors are all, like, I'm sure these were all, like, stage actors. Well, here's the thing, though. This is also, in 1935, the transition, I believe, still happening from... If they were actors in movies, they would have been actors in silent films yep. where you're doing a full over-emotion, over-emoting, yep. right? Um, because you're not speaking, right? And then it's coming back in here. It's coming back into this way. Uh, in this way, it's like they're still doing the full over-emotion, but now they're talking. The way Byron talks, he's like, well, we are talking here. And he's like, yeah. like trilling all of his words. I would like to hear about, you know, it's like you're not a cat, Byron. Yeah. I mean, it's striking after watching modern films to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't that that different back then. Yeah, that's just how it was. Yeah, but it's... I, I love it. I, think I it's, do, too. I think it's brilliant. It's great. It's pretty spooky. Got some great scenery. Yeah, how dark it is, too. I've got to say, Mary Shelley's dress is gorgeous. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. Real Mary Shelley, I'm not sure, would have such an expensive dress, but... Who knows? I mean, she was Percy Shelley's wife, so. Yeah, and I'm sure this was done all on set. Yeah. Like soundstage. Oh, yeah. 100%. So they, so they make it like super dark. Like well, the backgrounds are all just like cloudy skies. Yeah, and, and just painted beautifully. Very, very. I, mean, I think Rob Zombie pulls a lot from this. Oh, yeah. For his, yeah, for atmospheres in his films, too. Yeah. Everything is dark. Okay. You know, like everything. Hmm. Like for the sound stage here, you were, you didn't have any sunlight coming in. You just made everything dark and spooky. So dark and spooky. It's dark and spooky. Well, I for one, am pretty excited to see what happens to this lady that's running away, who is so excited about Frankenstein to getting murdered. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Karma, yeah. I guess. Let's go. Hello, husband. Hello, wife. So we're eighteen minutes and thirty-five seconds in. Yep. And we've met a creepy dude. Yeah. He's got pointy ears. Looks like Sideshow Bob. He, well, he looks like he's a thousand years old. So I guess he's probably 35. Yeah, probably. This time period. He's playing Dr. Pretorius, uh, this fella, Ernest Theseger. And, uh, and so Frankenstein is getting better. He's not married to his bride yet, right? But she's flouncing around in nightgowns all the time, which I think is weird, even if she's, like, helping him recuperate. It's weird that she's wearing nightgowns around yeah, him. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe that, maybe that gets his goat. I mean, he's like, he wants to get better and ha and get married, and this creepy doctor wants him to do bad things. Oh. Oh, yeah, also Frankenstein is alive. Oh, the and monster. So, no, yeah. the monster's alive, but also Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're both alive. Frankenstein woke, woke up. 
Yeah, I how that say, happened, I don't understand because they threw him off of a very large. Yeah, closet. but he just woke up and he's like he's recuperating. But you know, the first scene when you see the the his bride, like his like fiance, she's in this white night fur lined nightgown, and the when she's walking, there's a train that looks like a wedding train. And she says these beautiful things like, I was told to beware my wedding night and this is what it meant. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Should mm-hmm. we keep going? Yeah. Are you scared yet? No. Oh. Should I be? I don't know. Maybe. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to point something out. Okay. So in the book, Frankenstein... Um, it takes him like a year or two of studying to figure out how to like create the instruments of life that make the monster. Yeah. And this like creepy old doctor says that he's created life after 20 years of studying. It's like Frankenstein figured that shit out in like a year and a half. And he's a savant, I guess. Okay, I guess this old man is not as good as he thinks he is, is all I'm saying. What? We're 28 minutes and 25 seconds in. Yeah, you seem to like to stop on Divisibles of Nine. I guess so. But you know what's not fair? You know what's what? not Besides the fact that you're texting and stuff. A- um, you know what's not fair is that, you know, okay, so the Frankenstein sees a shepherdess. He's just eating a carrot. He's a vegetarian, I guess. He's eating a carrot. He's drinking water from a pond. He sees a shepherdess on a crop, a rocky outcrop, and he's like, hello. And she freaks out and falls off this rocky cliff because she got scared and fell into a ravine into, like, water. He jumps in, saves her, pulls her out, wakes her up by, like, chopping her hand. She goes, don't touch me. And he's like, yeah. cause But he was trying to say He saved her life. and was trying to revive her. And then he's, like, holding her mouth because she doesn't like loud noises. Yeah. Well, that's how he's killed everybody so yeah. far, is when they freak out about it. If him. you just shut the fuck up, he might not kill you. Anyway, he just so doesn't understand. he's, about. like, about to kill her, and then, like, a couple of the British dudes that with guns and a dog show up, and he's like, ah, go back to the village and good people, and then I'm going to follow him. Yeah. But, like, at a very slow pace, that's, like, yeah. somehow even slower than Frankenstein, who does not go fast. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to start a manhunt. So, with oh, the bloodhounds. We saw, like, the weirdest shit. That was so cool. Oh, yeah. The little people in the jars. Yeah. So that was so wild. Apparently, this creepy scientist, he doesn't create life from death. He grows them from seeds and has tiny little people yeah. where he's created, like, Anne Boleyn, King Henry VIII, Eighth, a cardinal, and a ballerina. Yeah. And King Henry VIII is horny and wants to get with the queen. And they keep having... And they at one point, he gets out of the jar and he's like... Actual actors in jars. Yeah, and it looks amazing for 1935. Yeah, for 1935, it looks pretty good. For Like, if this wasn't... We watched... Um, I think it was probably better than any special effects we just saw in the uh, in the Drake <laughs> and Josh Christmas special. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. That was um, awful. <laughs> That was so dumb. It was so good. I liked it. Um, anyway, so it's been... It's just like these little people in jars was so cool to see. And you're just pulling things out. And, like, he wants Frankenstein to help him grow bigger bodies and i'm just like you can just make a human that the old-fashioned way like well he can't he's a crazy old doctor yeah i guess so but he's amazing in this like you make very cute tiny people i know i don't think i'd want to be a tiny person but all those tiny people seem pretty pretty happy yeah 
The Cardinal really liked telling people what not to do, but I think that made him happy. Yeah, he liked to sleep. Being grumpy old man. All right, should we go? Yeah. It is really hard to pause this movie. Yeah, it is really, it's a really good film. It's so good! It's 44 minutes and 51 seconds in. And I didn't do my traditional 10 minutes in. I haven't been counting or anything, but it's so good. It is. And so sad. Uh, yeah, like this old man in the woods is so lonely. And- yeah, and so Frankenstein finds his way into the into this like hut, basically, right? Yeah. After he's been chased in there. And this final man is praying to God if thanks for sending him a friend. Yeah. And then a couple people come that are looking for Frankenstein and basically burn down the blind, blind yeah. man's hut. But but Frankenstein learns some words. The guy's actually nice to him. He teaches him things. Yeah. They and music and they drink wine and smoke together and eat bread. And so he's like, friends, good, fire, not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. So he's like learning all these things, and if he just had a friend. Yeah, I feel really bad for both of these guys. Yeah, and, and now it, it's like they take the blind man out of his hut, burn down the blind man's hut. Where the fuck is he gonna live now? Yeah. No, they're not gonna take care of him. Oh, no, of course not. They took away his friend and his stuff. Yep. Oh, poor buddy. Can't trust the government. And murdering half the countryside. Yep. I forgot that we were recording right now. I was what like, did you think we were doing? I, I don't know. I just was like, I got really into this because I'm just so sad. And <laughs> and it's just like, I know. I think it's going to be bad for Frankenstein. It's not Frankenstein's monster. It's not his fault. Which wine have you had? Not that much. I've only had two beers. I'm afraid of how much you need wine. Will you tell people my grossest corner? I can't remember the name of the beer I was drinking. The Dunkel? Oh, the Chocolate Dunkel? Why yeah. is that for grossest corner? Oh, sorry, for Brewers Bruce. Oh, yeah. Line and Kugel's chocolate dunkle so is so good. good. It's so good. I had a couple. I had my COVID booster shot. And the interesting thing is, like, for the first two shots, I was on my ass, tired, a lot like I was tired when I when I had COVID. For the booster, I don't feel as tired, but I hurt in every part of my body like I hurt when I had COVID. So yeah. it's like it's like still the COVID stuff, but the worst one. Because the worst thing for me about COVID was the whole not being here, yeah. like everything hurting and. Being... I didn't feel anything on the second vaccine. This one yeah. I felt really stiff. Oh, like yeah. anytime, I, like at work last night when I would sit at my desk and like yeah. type stuff out. When I would finally get up, I felt like I was encased in stone. Oh yeah. You know, like I had to break through. Well, that's hard for you because you had to get up. You got like three hours of sleep yesterday. Got yeah. your vaccine. Took a math midterm. Yeah. Which I bet you ace because you're so Well, cute. it wasn't a midterm. It was a final. Final exam. Sorry. And then you came home and cooked dinner. Yeah. And took, took a nap. two-hour nap and then went to work. And then you went to work. And yeah. now we're watching Bride of Frankenstein. Oh. You panicking? What's happening? I did a you. Oh, no. He did a up. me. That's so rude. You, you, you dropped all that beer on all your stuff. And what? you no. said you did a Trish. I did a Trish. I didn't. I thought I had it on the table and I missed the table. Uh huh. You did so, a Trish, huh? I did. You didn't just do a John. No, I did a Trish. Oh, okay. Well, that's rude, and I'm excited to see the rest of this movie. Honestly, I think of all the movies that we've seen, I would recommend this one wholeheartedly to like everybody. It's so good. Yeah. It's so interesting. All right, let's go.
You know, John? Yes. So, right now, uh, Frankenstein's monster and the creepy doctor are working together to make Frankenstein make Frankenstein a wife. Yep. And I gotta say, Frankenstein over the monster's ass to say, like, work, don't sleep, work, is, like, kind of what I need. It's like, work, then sleep. It's good times. We're getting Frankenstein drunk now. He loves to drink. He does like to drink, and he just got, like... Some roofied. knockout juice from the he got evil doctor. By evil doctor. Yeah, but he's not sleeping. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. Okay, John snoring reader. What? Reader listener. So I also wanted to mention that so this came out in nineteen thirty five. Yep. The first successful open heart transplant they claim tells you happens in nineteen sixty seven. But this was in nineteen thirty five. So this was successful open heart surgery? Yeah. Well not even open heart, it's a heart transplant. That's what's yeah. happening here. Alright. Oh, there's a lady in mummy wrappers, it's so exciting. watch this movie it is such a good movie it's so fun it is it's very fun so frankenstein has kidnapped the monster has kidnapped frankenstein's girlfriend or i guess now wife they got married off screen um in exchange for frankenstein making him a wife yeah right and so and like the creepy dude scientist who is creepy i think that the the parental advisory parental think, advisory was correct i think he kind of steals the show though oh my gosh he's amazing yeah when you're creepier than boris karloff you're pretty creepy yeah and so basically they create a woman in part through stolen hearts yeah by As murdering ladies fresh hearts and do and and like the bad guy knew that fresh hearts were happening, so it's a whole thing. But anyway, so women are being killed for the sake of creating the bride of Frankenstein, who does show up. It's not five minutes before the end of the movie. It's like two minutes before yeah. the end of the movie. It's the very end. Yeah, of the movie. it's five minutes when you first see her as a mummified thing, and they and they yeah. make give her life and stuff, and the old fashioned way of like bringing her up into the sky, and the lightning hits her, and she comes back down, she yeah. gets up, and they put her in this like crazy wedding gown thing, and they I guess they tease out her hair to make it look yeah, really her good. Her hair is insane, and she's so like I've seen that image of her of that actress a thousand times, yeah, but I've never seen that scene where she's twitching around. First time she's been alive, she's looking around at people, and she gets introduced to Frankenstein, and just screams. Yeah, of course. But first she's like, ah! and then she screams a little bit, but she's making weird twitchy sounds. It's really great, and he comes like, friend, and tries to hold her hand, and he realizes he, he she doesn't love him. So what does this nice guy son of a bitch do? Well, he just everything's calm and that's nice, and it ends like that. No. What? He lets the pretty girl and Frankenstein go and kills himself and the and the bride and the other doctor, yeah. the creepy doctor, saying, "We belong dead." Yeah. Well, he said before. Though to be fair. To be fair. To be fair, he did say that he missed being dead and didn't yes. li- like being alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody treated him like garbage, except yeah. for the one blind guy who ended up burning his house down. Yeah, I mean, that guy just is probably dead now. He just, who's who's taking care of that guy? He no had way. stuff. Yeah. Now he doesn't. I did wonder kind of where that guy's bread came from. 
I don't know. Or where his food came from, but there whatever. There must be a local market to go or to. Or maybe, oh. like, maybe some, like, nice people would come and, like, leave stuff at his house, but they wouldn't talk to him for some reason. Yeah. Well, my, my grandmother went blind, and she was still baking. Oh. Well, maybe that's what she happened. She had the oven knobs memorized. So well, know. I'm glad we live in a society where you're not just, like, issued because you're blind. Yeah. Or Frankenstein. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, so Loki is here, everybody. Say hi, Loki. I gotta say, I've given, you know, if I was gonna give out of 10, 10 out of 10. I'd give it a 9. A 9? Yeah. That's like one of the highest you've ever done. Yeah, I think it is. I think um, your 10 was what, Red State? Yeah, I probably gave that a 10. Yeah, but like that that was, of movies that I've seen, it was fun. I wasn't like, like you would be scared if it was 1935 and you're saying this maybe, but it's also, it's campy, but it's not too campy. You don't have to see any titties to be aroused. Everybody is a good actor. Everybody's a good actor. And it's kind of, I mean, like, it was really hard. It's so hard to, to go on top of Boris Karlov. But man, that Ernest Thiesiger, I wonder what else he's been in. I don't know. He's pretty old on this, so yeah. He's like he looks a lot like um, what is that general evil general in um in Star it, Wars? I th- oh. Palpatine? No, there's like a really skinny, creepy one that works oh. for them. I thought he looked like Sideshow Bob. I didn't see that myself. Let's see, Ernest Thesiger. Um, what? Okay, let's give a little bit of background on the, our favorite character in this one. He lived from 1879. To six, 1961, um, and stage and film, and then he's noticed he's noticed for this particular uh, yeah, this I, particular I performance, that. obviously, because he's amazing. Um, but his film career was from 1916 onwards. Oh, right. So it's kind of crazy because he seems a million years old in this. He was in his 60s. Okay. He was in his 60s, but he died. He was like in his nineties, I think, when he died. Nineteen sixty-one. Oh, Jesus Christ, this guy's old. But yeah, he's uh, he did pretty good. He did pretty good. He got married in nineteen seventeen. Okay. And was bisexual. Really? Huh? I can see it. Good for you, buddy. And he and he was open about it. He was an open bisexual man in nineteen seventeen. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's awesome. This guy's amazing. Well, let's talk about other things besides... I mean, I kind of feel like this should be the Ernest Thesiger podcast now, and we just watch everything that's ever been in. But <laughs> like we're going to go on. back and do a little bit more horror, huh? Yeah, we're back to uh, a Stephen King film. Yeah, it's going to give you the good stuff. What's going on in this one? What movie are we watching? We're going to watch Children of the Corn. Ooh. Because... I just read that book recently. Well, it's not a book. It's a short story. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now... I know that I have seen, like, an adaptation of this. There are so many. Yeah, and I know I've seen maybe, like, because there's Children of the Corn 1 through 15 or whatever. I think there's, so there's a whole like bunch of eight them. of them. Yeah, and I, so I know I've seen, like, one or two of them. But I, I'm sure I probably haven't seen the original, which is, is that what we're watching? Yes. Are you, sh- are you um, sure that it is available? I am positive. Okay. Children of the Corn series. That's a lot of movies. Let's see. I'll go to There's the all these different collections that you can get. Is it going to be like Halloween when it's like the, we're going to watch a sequel to the 
to the prequel or something like that that's remade. Okay, there is... In the series, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them. Nice. And a prequel. Nice. And a remake. Excellent. But we're going to watch OG original 1984. Well. Children of the Corn. I'm excited. Are you ready for the trailer? Yeah, I'm so ready for this trailer. Make it big. Please. I will. I got turned the sound you on. You have sound. It's just an Old Navy ad. Oh, it's spooky. Yes. I used to love Old Navy when I was the kid's age. Because it's like, you can get whole outfits and stuff. Oh. I save up my money and go to Old Navy and get clothes. Ooh. Yeah, Stephen King is really good at movies and corn and grass and shit. All two of them. In the tall grass is so good. Oh. Ooh. That's creepy. Some hooks. Kids yelling. This is kind of like where we live. That's why this house is... No, I remember seeing a kid... Yeah, I know. They all look like that. I remember seeing a Children of the Corn where, like... It was that all the kids in a single generation had the same... Looked identical. Do you remember that one? Oh, I think... I don't know if it was ever said. They just did look identical. I think that might have been four. Yeah, that one I remember. Because it's like... All the kids in a generation were... Ch- Maybe that was the prequel. How do they become the children of the corn? I really love the twist at the end of the book. Which is that the evil god is real. Yeah. I love what which Stephen is King in pulls this, that like, out. Yeah, where it's just like you're watching something and it kind of like... Oh, they're acting you, like it's fake. But it's you think like everybody's crazy and then they find out they're the sane ones? No, yeah. There's an actual god that's trying to control everything they do. And if they don't do it, they'll all die. That trailer gives nothing away. No, but there was something coming from under the earth. Did Stephen King's didn't do Tremors, did he? No. No. Well, I've been reading Cujo. So uh, I think that's probably going to be the next Stephen King movie we watch. Okay. Not the next movie, but like the, ne- the next movie that we watch with Stephen King after this. <laughs> Someone's comment on the YouTube trailer. This is the reason I drive around Nebraska on road trips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. it's so good. I love it. I love it. I'm excited to see it. Yes, it'll nice. be a good one. Nice. Well, I am very happy that we could actually record. Am I not even recording this podcast right now? I am. I am. Oh. This is like the third time today. I'm just like, am I, are we recording right now? This is going to be a short podcast. But the last one we did was like two hours long. What is yeah. with us? We're just all over the place. This one's late and it's not yeah. even a full podcast. I don't know. But I'm tired, so I'm ready to say a couple things. Oh, yeah? Will they be uh, stay scared? And stay married. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can't say that. What's your grossest corner? Grossest corner on this one? Yeah. There was nothing really... The way they treated Frankenstein. I think that my grossest corner is the the creepy dude that goes off to kill a lady. His eyebrows were a little too close together. But they were like, clearly... It's clear that they did that on purpose. Yeah. Which is like, they want to give him a unibrow, but they didn't. And that was kind of gross. It's like, come on, make a choice. All right. So now we can say the tagline of... Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, 
please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials up to an ID at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID. And that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes, as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song fire and ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, fire and ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg copyright 2017 license under a creative commons attribution share alike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.